It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction. And today we're going to talk about gratitude, being thankful. You know, Thanksgiving is right in front of us, uh, as I like to say, eight days in the wake up. And Thanksgiving 2020 may be as different as the entire year has been. Why would we expect anything different? But we are going to talk today about being grateful. And even when it seems like there's not much to be thankful for. But God is always blessing us in some way. We may not realize it, but he is. And here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, our spiritual director today, Father Albert Hass. Father Albert is a Franciscan priest and now a chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center, that in Temple, Texas, in the Archdiocese of Austin. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality in his latest book, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, now available for pre-order on Amazon.com. Father Albert Hass, great to have you back on the program today. And all I need to say, Chuck, is I just want to get this hour over and done with. And you know why? Because? Well, because <laughs> some a woman who comes here to Cedar Break for Mass gave me a slab of Snow's Barbecue ribs. Now, that might not mean anything to anybody outside of Texas, but everybody knows the best. <laughs> Barbecue ribs are found in Lexington, Kentucky, Lexington, mm. Texas, and the pitmaster is a 78-year-old woman by the name of Tootsie Tomanets, and PBS <laughs> did a special on her. And I know your fans in Memphis are going to send in complaints saying they got the best barbecue, but let me tell you, Tootsie's ribs are out of this world, and that's what I got in my oven right now, just waiting for this show to be over. And so, as we all know, (laughs) the way to a Franciscan's heart is through the stomach, and I am grateful. I am grateful (laughs) for these ribs. So you are not on some pre-Thanksgiving, you're not on some pre-Thanksgiving fast, then, are you? Not at all. <laughs> not when you've got Tootsie's ribs. I'm telling you, it's like heaven. It's like heaven, Chuck. They really are incredible. Watch the PBS special. This woman is just incredible. She gets up at every Saturday morning at three o'clock in the morning. She heads to she heads to her grill. And they op- the lines start forming like at around five thirty six o'clock in the wow. morning, and they sell her ribs until they run out, and they're usually gone by nine o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's uh, it's really something. Best ribs well, in the world. <laughs> well, our son and his family live down in uh, the diocese of Austin, over in Dripping Springs. So the next time we're down there, we're going to make a call yeah, on Tootsie, just- and uh, maybe you can go with us and introduce us, Father Albert. So- 
Sounds like a plan. Sounds like okay. a plan. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's great to have you back on the program. And uh, <clears throat> Father Albert, thankful for his uh, ribs from Tootsie. And we're going to talk about gratitude today and uh, being thankful as we do every day. We'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience uh, to join us. And we want to talk today about being grateful, especially when uh, maybe you think there's not much to be thankful for. But we'll get into all of that. And again, we'll open up those phone lines here in just a moment. But uh, Father Albert, get us started. We're talking about being grateful, looking at your book, Catching Fire, Becoming Flame. You have an, a whole chapter, and it's called An Attitude of Gratitude. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think the, the best line I ever heard about gratitude comes from the Benedictine monk, Brother David Stendelrass, who's now about 92 years old. I don't know if you saw her, but he was interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. He's just this extraordinary monk of the, of the Benedictine order. And Brother David Stendelrass is famous for saying, it's not happiness that'll make you grateful. It's gratitude that will make you happy. When you begin to live with the awareness that everything in your life is a grace, a gift, and a blessing. Because the fact is, and when we stand before God, we can never say, this belongs to me, except for my sin. But everything else, from my spouse, my children, the roof over my head, the cars, the clothes on my back, everything is a grace a gift and a blessing. You know, you know, Chuck, if you ever find yourself at the Dallas Fort Worth airport, there is a woman there by the name of Elizabeth. And Elizabeth comes from Ghana and she's the attendant as you drive out of the parking lot at the airport parking at um, DFW. And she, I got to know her and she got to know that I was a priest and she used to always call me preacher man. And the one thing that always impressed me every time I would go to pay my uh, parking bill, she would always be reading her Bible. And every day I would ask her, I would say, Elizabeth, how are you today? And she would always say, you know, preacher man, I was blessed yesterday. I'm blessed today. And I'm going to be blessed tomorrow. And what always struck me about Elizabeth was her gratitude had unlocked the fullness of life for her, and it turned what she had into enough and more. And so I just think this attitude of gratitude, you know, somebody once said, I love it, somebody once said, if you want to become a millionaire, be grateful, because gratitude is the best get rich quick scheme there is and you don't even have to buy a lottery ticket you know when you when you meet people who are grateful chuck at least this is what i've discovered i've discovered that people who are grateful they vibrate on a different plane i mean they don't have worry they don't have anxiety they just live this life of abundance knowing that God is going to take care of them and God is going to see them through. And so I just think it's so critical, especially with next week being Thanksgiving and with this year being a year unlike anything any of us have ever experienced, that maybe we really do need to pause and to dig deep 
and to really ask the question, what am I grateful for? What are the gifts, the blessings, and the graces that God has showered upon me today and this year? Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, talking about gratitude today. Let's open up our phone lines, inviting you in our listening audience uh, to join us on the program. Toll-free phone number into the studio, 888-914-9149. Don't forget, you can email us as well, life at relevantradio.com. But talking about gratitude, what's your experience of gratitude? And maybe when you weren't able to find much in your life to be thankful for. We're going to talk about this. I mean, it's easy to be grateful when things are going well. But what about uh, the times for you when life was difficult? Maybe when that cross you were carrying was a heavy one. Were you able to find a way to say thank you, Lord, and be grateful for that moment in your life? Again, toll-free number 888-914-9149. So Father Albert has preacher man. I like that a lot, by the way. <laughs> but but talk about, well, talk a little bit about Elizabeth. I, it reminds me, my wife Judy befriended a, a woman years ago. Her name was Ethel, God rest her soul. I mean, I'm telling you, poor as a church mouse, could not be more grateful for everything in her life. And it's like Elizabeth, um, uh, whom you know from uh, DFW and uh, our friend Ethel, it's like, how do we how do we get what they have? Because they've got something that maybe we just don't quite understand, do we? Yeah, well, you know, I think part of the secret, like I, I think part of uh, Elizabeth's secret, because, I mean, I know for a fact that being an attendant at the checkout lane at DFW, at the, you know, she's not making a lot of money. But I think what it is is that what, what, the less we have, the more we come to see just how rich our lives are, and we come to discover how God can be trusted. You know, I, I've said on this show before, Chuck, you know, that when when we worry, worry really is an insult to God. Because when we worry, we are basically saying God cannot be trusted. And so that's really why worry is an insult. And when I look at the founder of my own religious community, Francis of Assisi, who lives this life of radical poverty, you know, what what most people don't realize about Francis's poverty is Francis Francis lived this poor life not as a sign of self-renunciation. Rather, Francis's poverty was a radical affirmation that God can be trusted, that God will take care of me, that God will supply, that everything in my life is a grace, a gift, and a blessing. And at the end of his life, when he writes his final will and testament, which is this precious document that we have, that it's a very, very short document. It's only about a page long, a page and a half long. But at the very beginning of that document, no less than six times, Francis says how he didn't know what to do, but God showed him what to do. And God led him among the lepers, and God gave him faith in the church, and God sent him brothers, and God showed him how to live. And so Francis kind of lived with this awareness of gratitude that God was, as he once called God, the great alms giver that God will supply everything that we need. God doesn't always give us what we want, 
but he does give us what we need. And this is a great insight, you know, of Francis of Assisi. And by the way, Chuck, for your listeners, I've written up a little, a little document on the attitude of gratitude. And if anybody wants to email me, I'll be happy to send them, uh, send them this little document so they can email me at my email address, which is S as in Sam, H as in Horatio, E as in Eagle, N as in Nebraska, F as in Florida, U as in University. So it's ShenFu at AOL.com. Yeah, and we'll uh, give that to you a few times uh, through the hour. If you want uh, that little document, Attitude of Gratitude, uh, by Father Albert Hass, ShenFu at AOL.com. And just talk about that a little bit more, if you would, Father Albert, because I think when things are going tough for us, that's when we say, well, okay, I'm going to take care of this. I don't know where you are, Lord, but I'm going to, yeah. I'll jump back in here. And we kind of, uh, we're not happy with the way things are going. We're not grateful because life gets tough. But it's uh, we kind of what do we do? We kind of push God aside and say, don't worry about it right now, Lord, I'll take care of this. Well, that's the great temptation, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> that's the temptation for all of us. But as I mentioned in this little document, and I think I also mentioned it in the chapter on my book, Catching Fire, Becoming Flame, one of the ways that we can grow in gratitude is to look back on your life. Look back on the difficult times in your life. Look back on the tragedies of your life and ask yourself, in those moments, how did I manage to get through? And I think when you, when you begin to reflect on your past life, especially the tragedies, you come to discover that even in the midst of the disappointments and the challenges and the tragedies, there was this golden thread of God's grace that was just sewing your life together. And so sometimes when we're right in the midst of the tragedy, when we're right in the very midst of the disappointment and we're really struggling, we don't see how God might be ministering to us. But God is always coming to us. In the people, in the people who come into our lives, in the events we find ourselves in, God is always trying to speak to us, to minister to us, to console us, and to nurture us. You know, just this morning, Chuck, I got an email from one of your listeners. I have no idea um, where she lives, but she talk about a tragedy in her life. She just lost her husband of 33 years after a long, long, long illness, and he really believed he was going to be he was going to be cured by God, and God did not cure him. And then she lost her mother and and her one daughter. She's estranged from. And on top of all of that, now her husband's siblings are fighting over the estate. And she was saying to me in the email, you know, where do I turn? I, I just don't know where to go. But I'm convinced, Chuck, that even in the midst of all of that, God is speaking to her, and God is present to her, but maybe God is present to her in a way that she's not aware of. But I guarantee you, five years from now, she's going to be able to look over at this horrible year in her life, and she'll probably see how God's thread of his grace was just stitching her life together. So that's how God works with us. We are uh, talking today about gratitude. Go ahead, say. 
Well, no, I just was going to say, but as you say, when we're in the midst of the challenge, we don't always yeah. see it. And that's why we need things like Catholic radio, and we need things like the sacraments, and we need things like Scripture to remind us that even in the midst of the storm, Jesus is walking towards us. We are talking today about gratitude, about being thankful, and what's your experience of gratitude? And maybe uh, when you weren't uh, able to find much in your life to be thankful for, what happened? You know, it's easy to be grateful when things are going the way we want them to go, but what about the times when life is difficult? We'd love to hear your story. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was, but he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor, and if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today, Salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. You can find all the daily readings at RelevantRadio.com gospel, or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the program today. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Schaefer answering your phone calls today. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Father Albert, one of our regular contributors, a Franciscan priest and now chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center, that in Temple, Texas, in the, in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on spirituality. His latest book, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, 
Jesus. Uh, that now available for pre-order on Amazon.com. Let me mention his website as well, albertofm.org, albertofm.org. And uh, just check out uh, the many great works that uh, Father Albert is doing for all of us, uh, certainly for uh, for our Catholic faith as well. We are talking today about uh, Thanksgiving, about being grateful and an attitude of gratitude, as um, Father Albert is talking about. By the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, Father Albert has put together a little document. It's called An Attitude of Gratitude, and if you would like a copy of that, all you have to do is email him at his email address, shenfu at aol.com, shenfu at aol.com. And uh, Thanksgiving is next week, but uh, that means Christmas is right around the corner. And of course, uh, the real key to having a Merry Christmas is, um, well, it all begins with Advent. And that uh, begins on Sunday, November 29th. And we have a simple way for you to grow in your faith this Advent season. We are inviting you to sign up to receive Father Rocky's Advent Inspirations. These are short daily audio reflections designed to help you delve into the beauty of the Advent season. Uh, The reflections will be emailed to you each morning throughout Advent. And uh, they're just going to help you start the day with a smile, give you something to think about all day long. All you have to do is sign up for Father Rocky's Advent Inspirations. You do that at the website, RelevantRadio.com slash Advent, or click on the banner on the Relevant Radio app. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, talking about uh, gratitude today. Let's head to the phones. And uh, Joni in Clear Lake, Minnesota, thank you for the call. Thanks for waiting. Nice to have you on The Inner Life today. Um, Thank you for taking my call. Um, I appreciate Relevant Radio. Um, I was thinking about being blessed and grateful, and I thought about my daughter, who had a very, very tough time when she was younger, and unsuccessfully, thank you, Lord, she tried to kill herself four times. They didn't even know what to do with her anymore because she'd go in the hospital, come out, and try again. And the last time, with the time, almost she almost took her life by hanging. And that broke me so bad. And now I'm trying to remember that he saved her, and I pray that I had prayed back then and been thankful. Mm-hmm. That's the story. <laughs> well, that, you know, Joni, that is such a, such a difficult, difficult place to be, as you might know, if, if you're a regular listener here on uh, Relevant Radio, uh, my father committed suicide. And so I always have a special place in my heart for people who have either been left behind by suicide or people who have attempted suicide. So I'm going to say a special prayer this afternoon um, for your daughter, and I'm just going to pray that God gives both of you the strength to get through and to heal any problem in your relationship that this might have surfaced. Hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. It really hasn't caused a problem between us because mm-hmm. I had a conversion to my Catholic faith 
about three years ago, and I'm an older person now, but uh, I just forgive her for, she was so troubled, so troubled. Yeah, and, you know, and, and, and I, I, as you were talking, I remembered there's that beautiful verse in the Psalms in the Old Testament that says, uh, God is close to the brokenhearted, and those who are crushed in spirit, he saves. And so that's, that little verse has been a source of inspiration for me, especially when I think back, for instance, on the whole trauma of my father's death, as I think back on some of the challenging moments in my own life. I'm 65 years old, and I always remember God is close to the brokenhearted, and those who are crushed in spirit, he saves. And that's just a great little verse to hang on to because it reminds us that God's grace is like a tidal wave and nothing can stop it from entering a person's life, not even a sinful life, as we saw in today's gospel with the story of Zacchaeus, how God's grace just invaded invaded Zacchaeus' life, and then he right away made the move to change his life as a result of the tidal wave of God's grace rushing in in the person of Jesus, calling him down from the tree. Yeah. Joni, if I might ask you a question, how is your daughter doing these days? She struggles. I think, you know, she had the only thing they came up with for her to keep her alive was give her shock treatments. Hmm. And that kind of, that broke her mentally. Could no longer hold a job and was very disabled from it, from that. And I went with her for every single time that they did those shock treatments, and I cried. It just was, I don't know. I would not have done it again. But, you know, they were doing what they could do. But I think as far as being happy, I think that she is a very good Catholic, and that has saved her many times. I think, you know, she doesn't want, she didn't want to be living, but she she says, "I would not take my life. I don't. I believe I wouldn't go to heaven." And but you know, in a downtime. She did it anyway, but that's what she believed. And now she has not done that for quite a while, so I believe that part of her life is behind her. Yeah, well, good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Joni, thank you for calling in today. Father Albert, we, we, hear this, we hear those kinds of stories. You hear them all the time, I'm sure, as a, as a Franciscan priest. But do we sometimes, when life gets so dark and uh, everything is so heavy, do we sometimes have to just decide, make the choice that I'm going to find some way to be grateful today? Yeah, well, you know, I, that, that's a wise, wise thing you just said, uh, Chuck. You know, remember, Chuck, 
what was it, four months ago, you and I had a discussion. We talked about St. Ignatius's examine, the five, that five-step form of prayer he promoted, where you look back over your day. And even, even on your terrible days, the examine always begins with the prayer of gratitude. And so sometimes we have to dig really, really deep to find something to be grateful for, especially on a very, very dark day. But but I, I maybe I'm too much of an optimist, but I can always find something, you know, something to be grateful for if it wasn't just a beautiful day that the weather was, was cooperative, or, or maybe it was getting an email from a friend I hadn't heard from, or maybe being able to minister to someone in need. But, you know, I, I think there's always a reason um, to be grateful, and sometimes we just have to dig really, really deep. You know, the the 14th century Dominican mystic, Meister Eckhart, he's famous for saying, if the only prayer I ever pray is thank you, Lord, that is enough. Because just by saying those three words, thank you, Lord, it, it's a recognition that God is in charge of my life, and even if I am struggling, God somehow or another is going to see me through. And so for that reason and that reason alone, I can say, thank you, Lord. Yeah, I've told the story before, and um, I'm going to trust somebody maybe needs to hear this uh, today. But I just remember years ago, we had a family member going through a very, very difficult divorce. And it was, I mean, just little kids. I mean, it was just incredibly difficult. And so we got into some exercise about finding something to be grateful for. And life was so dark uh, for her. The only thing at that moment in her life she could find to be thankful for was indoor plumbing. Mm. And well, when we and we kind of chuckle at that today, but that choice to force herself almost to find something, one thing that she could be grateful for, and it was something as uh, as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but everything is, is a grace gift and a blessing. Yeah, yeah everything is yeah. a grace gift and a blessing, including indoor for African continent to preach. And so every time when I come back, I always am so grateful for indoor <laughs> plumbing <laughs> because there are places still in the world where that is not a reality. And I think we sometimes forget that because we yeah. take so much for granted. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, talking about uh, being uh, grateful today. Uh, Joni, thanks again for the uh, call. Nice to have you on the program today. Let's head out west. And Julia, listening in San Diego, you are up next and on the air with Father Albert Hass. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. I just um, I went through a really difficult time. Um, I always would have daily scripture study and prayer. And... Things were going along pretty well, and I felt really close to to God, and I felt that um, He really watched over us. And then my brother died, and it's hard to even tell all these things, but a whole lot of things happened at once. My brother died, and then my husband lost his job, and we had to move in with my mom and dad. I was going to help my mom with, um, with her sickness problem. 
And my husband um, ended up finding another job. Things were good. And then all of a sudden, he lost his job again. I ended up getting cancer. I had um, surgery, which there was a lot of pain involved in radiation and chemotherapy, which made me exhausted. Um, I lost my sense of taste and... Um, you know, I was sick all of the time, um, got so thin I was wearing my middle school child's clothes. And I remember in the morning as I would have scripture study and prayer, I started feeling like the Heavenly Father wasn't hearing me, that God was just sitting back. And I decided I had to feel close to Him because it was such a difficult thing to go through and not know what was going to happen to me and what would happen to my family. I didn't know if I would get well. And so I decided that instead of asking for things, because my list became a list of things, blessings I was asking for that never came. And I decided that instead, I was going to thank God for all the blessings I had. And I, if if it wasn't a blessing and a prayer of gratitude, I wasn't going to say it. So I started out, and I just thought, well, I was. I still had my husband, I thanked Heavenly Father for my husband, I thanked him for family, I couldn't thank him for health, but I thanked him that I was alive, could not thank him for money, because we didn't have money, but we did have some food, um, it was really hard because not being able to taste, and so, you know, normally when you think of food, so many things, but the food to keep us alive and uh, that we had the means to get it, that my parents were able to, on their limited income, help us with that. But the thing that happened, one of the things that I really hung on to is I thanked Heavenly Father for hope. And I thanked Him for our Savior's miracles for us and for love. And by the time I started after several days, it got so that I realized that even without so many blessings, We have, each one of us, so many things to be thankful for that I couldn't feel like I was worthy of asking for another thing. So when I think back on that, I just think of how grateful really we can be and how it changes our whole mindset if we start focusing on the blessings of God, this beautiful world, the every little thing. The sun shining on me, making me feel warm. Just each little blessing, and they pile up, and our attitude changes, and it recalibrates our ability to see and feel gratitude. And so I just wanted to share that, because it was hard at first to think of things to be thankful for. My normal list was out the door. But as I found things to be thankful for, boy, did my list increase. So anyway, thank you for listening. I, I appreciate this. That that is a that is a marvelous, marvelous testimony to how gratitude and hope really walk hand in hand in the spiritual life. And so, thank you. I, I needed to, I needed to hear your story today. So thank you so much for calling. And you're going to be my number one prayer of gratitude tonight because I needed to hear your story. So thank you so much for calling in. 
Yeah, Julia, God bless you. A lot of people needed to hear your story today. That is what is so amazing about this program in particular, that when you are just beautiful, uh, humble listeners call in and share your story, the hope you give, the strength you give to somebody who's going through a pretty dark time uh, to help them know they're not alone. It's extraordinary. It's life-giving. It's just, it's godly. It's holy. And we can't say uh, uh, thank you enough uh, for that. I'm sitting here thinking, Father Albert, you've written a book on this. I think uh, Julia ought to go write a book on what she's talking about. What a beautiful <laughs> really? story. Wow. Yeah. You know, because, because, because Chuck, you know, for all of us, for all of us, whenever life is not going our way, we, our first temptation is to throw a pity party. And, and then once we start feeling sorry for ourselves, we then start doubting God, and then the devil gets in and starts messing with us and telling us that God has abandoned us and life is worthless. And so hearing these wonderful stories of resiliency, as in, in uh, Julia's case, and I find what's so interesting about Julia's story is the re- resiliency came when she dug deep enough to find something to be grateful for. And that gratitude began to grow, and that get fueled her hope. I mean, it's just an, it's an amazing story. It's an yeah. amazing, amazing story. Yeah. Julia, thanks again. Good to have you on the program. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director, talking today about gratitude and uh, what's your experience of gratitude and maybe when you weren't able to find much hope or much uh, in your life to be thankful for. We'd love to hear the story if you'd like to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, will get to some more phone calls. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Father Albert, a Franciscan priest and now chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas. That, of course, in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert, also the author of 12 books on spirituality, his latest, uh, now available for pre-order on Amazon.com. Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis. And we're talking today about gratitude. And uh, just uh, if you, again, if you're just joining us uh, earlier in the program, and we just want to mention again that Father Albert has put together a little document called An Attitude of Gratitude, and if you would like to uh, have that, uh, he is making it available. All you have to do is email him, and his email address is shenfu at aol.com. And uh, Father Albert, shenfu, Chinese word for priest, right? Oh, your Chinese is great, Chuck. (laughs) <laughs> That's it, buddy. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> uh, well, that's good yeah. enough. That's good 
no, that, that, will, that will at least get you inside a church. Right. Fu at AOL.com if you'd like that document on an attitude of gratitude. I want to get to some more phone calls, but I think I would be remiss as we talk about gratitude if we just didn't give you a couple of minutes here to talk about Thanksgiving. It's going to be different, certainly with uh, the coronavirus. I mean, so many people already are, to one, I know we're trying to figure out what are we going to do, but uh, I mean, just certainly in terms of maybe a, a different kind of Thanksgiving for so many. I know some people are dealing with uh, maybe anger, certainly a sadness, anxiety about Thanksgiving, because it all may be so different. Also, the holidays, as the days get shorter, there's a lot of sadness in the world when uh, family members aren't with us, maybe the loss of a loved one. But just some some uh, spiritual direction for us, Father Albert, in terms of dealing with well, this Thanksgiving. Well, Chuck, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I think... From today's show, I think Julia in San Diego has really given us the best spiritual direction uh, for Thanksgiving Day in light of the coronavirus, and that is just to dig deep, 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 and to ask yourself, what am I grateful for, no matter how small it is, because gratitude will fuel hope and gives you and give all of us and give us all another new attitude uh, to, to remind ourselves that ultimately God is in charge and God's going to see us through this. So I, 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 I certainly could not improve on uh, what Julia from San Diego just said. Dig deep for gratitude, and that'll fuel hope for all of us. Great advice from Father Albert Hass and Julia in San Diego. And uh, just uh, it was a, if you didn't hear that, go back after the program today. Listen to uh, the replay of this program. It's just a great, great story uh, from uh, Julia in San Diego. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Can I say something? Can I just say something real quick? You know, I, I thought it was so, so interesting. Completely off the topic, uh, Chuck. I thought it was so interesting. When I was in China, this, these are in the years when Oprah Winfrey was talking about keeping a gratitude journal and how every day you should write down five things that you should be grateful for. And I can remember I had come back to the United States uh, for a meeting. So I, I left mainland China and I came back to the United States and I was in a bookstore and I saw that there was... Oprah Winfrey's Gratitude Journal, and it was number one on the New York Times bestselling list. So I picked it up, and I opened it up, and Chuck, it was all blank pages. <laughs> and that, that blank book of keeping, keeping a gratitude journal of empty pages became a number one uh, New York Times bestseller. And I think that says something that when we begin to take gratitude seriously, it really does open up the abundance of our life. And again, just dig deep. And uh, I just, uh, the story from Julia, just uh, praying uh, to heaven for hope. And look what happened indeed. Mm. Yeah, Father Albert, let's uh, take uh, some more phone calls if we can. Let's start with Barb, mm-hmm. listening in Winfield, Illinois. Hello, Barb. Welcome to the program today. Hi. I just wanted to share with you one of our family traditions that we had. Um, when my five kids were growing up, I used to, during my 
first week in November, I used to write, uh, put a little pilgrims up there or something and put the Williams family is thankful for. And then they had all these lines and, and then we would, different people would come in, they would write, the kids would, or I would write what we were thankful for throughout, Mm. you know, just the month of November. So now I have, you know, five grandbabies in Arizona, one in Texas, and I just feel in my heart, I really want to keep um, instilling that grateful heart, you know, for my kids. So I made them one this year, and I mailed it off to them. And so I was so blessed by God, because on Saturday morning, my little eight-year-old cancer survivor granddaughter called me. She goes, Grammy, thanks for this paper you gave us. What's it all about? And I said, well, you're supposed to put it on your refrigerator, and you're supposed to write down all the things, because Thanksgiving, or <clears throat> you're supposed to be, November is a month of Thanksgiving. And she says, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why we have Thanksgiving in November. And I said, yeah, well, what are you thankful for? And I was just so blessed. She just got her pencil, and I'm watching her write, her mommy, her daddy, her sister, her little dog, and all the things she was grateful for. And I, I was just so blessed by, even though I'm not present with her there, but she would share, and she would just write that, and I got to witness that, you know. And, uh, and then another tradition we do have is when I'm one of nine, and when our family would gather, there'd be like 40 people at my sister's, you know, for Thanksgiving. I made all these little cards with Psalm 100 on it, and we would always recite Psalm 100. And then we can't be in Arizona when my kids with them, so they call me and they we, they recite Psalm 100 as they're gathering at their family gatherings. So. Mm. Those are just some things to keep in mind, and it just—I was just so blessed that God would give me an opportunity to watch my little Clara um, write what she was thankful for. Wow! I think that's a wonderful idea with putting the sign on the refrigerator. You know, the such and such family is grateful for because I think sometimes, especially in families that are a little bit bigger, we're not always aware of what our siblings or our spouses might be grateful for. So I think that's a wonderful, wonderful little spiritual practice. Yeah. Thank you, Barb. Uh, We appreciate you joining us on the program today. Let's uh, take another phone call. Julie Julie listening in Madison, Wisconsin. Thanks uh, for the call. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Chuck. Um, This is unbelievable. I'm taking you back 26 years ago. I had one of the hardest Thanksgivings of my life. I had been terminated from a job a week before Thanksgiving. And I was scheduled to go home, and uh, we were going to have a big family Thanksgiving and celebration. Uh, I went home very humiliated because that's just not the kind of thing that is expected. That kind of failure just wasn't expected and accepted in the family. So I was very low. Um, I got back from Thanksgiving. I uh, did the work that I needed to do. I applied for some jobs, and I was sitting on on my couch one day. Very, very low and depressed. I'd hit emotional rock bottom. I didn't know what I was going to do. All of a sudden, the phone rings, and a job that I had taken a civil service test for, I had passed it, and I was offered a job. So needless to say, I had a a Christmas miracle, and then Thanksgiving. I mean, Christmas turned into a beautiful blessing, and uh, that's, that's my story. And it's just I haven't taken anything 
for granted. I'm grateful for the job that I have now. I, I know that dark time was sent to steer me into the right direction. So I'm really grateful for that. But it was a really hard lesson to learn. I, I just had to trust. Put all. Uh, I had to surrender. That's what it was about. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm grateful for that decision. Thank you very much. Mm. Well, you know, thanks for calling, but that is so true for all of us. And when, when you look at the mystical tradition of Catholicism, everyone always says the greatest gift that we can give to God is an act of surrender, an act of abandonment. And that, of course, is also the hardest thing to do in the spiritual life. Well, and... Um... Julie, thanks uh, for the phone call. But go back to uh, to Julia's call earlier in the program when she talked about uh, that her brother had died, her lo- husband had lost a job, she had cancer. And she said, God wasn't hearing. He was just yeah. sitting back. And I've got to believe that there's somebody, maybe more than a, a few somebodies listening today, who thinks um, that right now God uh, isn't hearing them. God is sitting back. But can you talk a little bit in the time we have left, Father Albert, about one, perseverance, but back to the word trust, that God um, is hearing and he is not sitting back. Well, I mean, but- yeah, I mean, Chuck, you know, I, I remember I, I've, had, I've had Catholic education all my life, and I can remember, I think I've quoted this before on the, on the, on the show, you know, the nuns used to always say, Deus ubique est, God is everywhere. And so we're so, God never disappears from our life, because we live and move and have our very being in God. As St. Paul says in the Acts of the Apostles when he preached his famous sermon at the Ariadne, So God is closer to us than we can ever imagine. But sometimes our senses don't necessarily pick God up. But just because I don't pick up my senses, my feelings don't pick God up. That doesn't mean God has abandoned me or God has disappeared. God is always present. And of course, this is the great mystery of what in, in the spiritual tradition is called spiritual God. Darkness, because it's in spiritual darkness, our temptation is to think God has abandoned us. But in point of fact, God is always present, even in the darkness. Even in the darkness. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director. Sorry we can't get to all of our phone calls today. We need to do another program on this because the calls I can see in the call screen uh, that, uh, wow, some of the stories are just incredible. Wish we had more time. We do not. Just a reminder, as we talk about gratitude, Father Albert has a document. If you would like that, email him at shenfu at aol.com. Shenfu at aol.com. Father Albert, we have to wrap things up as you know, we'd like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Yeah, and so as I bless all the listeners, I'm going to also be blessing my barbecue ribs from snow <laughs> in Lexington, Kentucky. And so may nah, I, I, God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And it's Lexington, Texas, right? I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're That's right. That's all right. Sorry okay. about that. All right. <laughs> Just wanted to be sure we were clear on that. Father Albert, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time on The Inner Life. And appreciate the stories you called in with today. Thanks for taking time to join us on the program. Stay tuned for Mass, and uh, we're back tomorrow. Hope to see you then.